Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for staying with us for the second hour. We're very excited. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Alex Laudner today. Hello. While Hanson is on the last leg of her tour. Hey, we have a holdover question. Diana has been so nice to hang on. We're going to hang out with her for a hot second. Diana, what's your big question today? Are you there? Did she leave? Oh, no, I'm here. No, I'm here. I'm here. I've waited this long. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Guten Morgen, Fräulein. Ach, du Liebe, was ist okay. los, mein Fräulein? Uh, I was uh, so uh, excited. I was going to make pretzels for my friends tonight, and then I thought I should really clean my house first. Oh, yeah. Well. And then I Googled pretzels, and I found Aki's yes. Red Hoof. Yes. Yeah, that's and, been uh, around. Jawohl. On um, Central and Lowry, and then uh, while I was waiting, I was stuffing my face with a chive, bacon, cheese yeah. roll, oh, yeah. and um, and then I thought I don't, I I didn't really know people. May, I mean, I didn't really know that there were pretzels oh, yeah. around, but they have other beautiful bakery. But don't they? Oh, did you go in and you got it? Like you got? Yeah, some? I got it. Yeah, there was a little bit of a line, and then yeah. um Woman said, Oh, there's never a line. And I said, Oh, Oktoberfest? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so th- these guys are probably, ever since Brasserie Central, do you guys remember that was Russell and Desta Klein's restaurant in the Minneapolis? They had great pretzels. They closed, but Aki's was like the set, was like my, they became my top place for that, for pretzels in the Twin Cities right now. And they are, I think they're at Udapils or they may be at Bauhaus also selling for Oktoberfest fun things. But you can find them around town, but the best part is they actually have this bakery on Central. You can go pick them up whenever you want. Yeah, they're open on Wednesdays and Saturdays till noon, and that place was hopping this morning. Yes. Oh, God. It was this morning you already went. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. I was going to go to the farmer's market first, and I thought, no, I have to make a beeline for those pretzels to make sure. And I was convincing the woman in front of me that she didn't need pretzels for her husband if there were only a few left. But. That's right. You have to get you have to get like the car pretzels and then you have to get your actual yeah. order cuz you're going to eat them in the car going oh, home. I know. I like what was I thinking huh? I know. Yeah, I just ate a giant gray thing it was delicious. So. Perfect. Anyway, Thanks. I just thought I would bring that up. Awesome. Celebration of October 1st. Very good. That is their toll, Diana. Thank you so much for calling. Okay. Auf Wiedersehen. Show off. I know. Well, I have to use it. Otherwise, I feel like I lose my German card. Like, I think my mom might. And of course, my mom, who's probably asleep, maybe listening, would correct me. <laughs> On your pronunciation? On my pronunciation. I'm just, yeah, I'm sort of that funky kind of German that is just, I like to call it beer German. My German comes out best when I'm having a couple beers. Okay, so it's my season for Oktoberfest, but we're going to do the top two in hour two. Presents top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. All right, so this is the time that uh, we talk about two things we're loving. Do you want to go first with your first one or you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. So my first one I'm going to say is funny enough, um, uh, has to do with um, 
kind of close to what our last conversation about the sham bomb oh, no. was. No. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I actually had, I was thinking about this, like that sham bong, that slamming of the champagne through this weird bong-shaped bong no. glass is like you m- miss the beauty of champagne, obviously. Right. Like, I get it that it's supposed to be sort of a middle finger to the class, you know, to like the snobs. But mm. I gotta tell you, there's like beautiful champagne doesn't have to be expensive. And it is also just really delicious. And so I'm going to tell you that last night I sat at the bar at Meritage. And I had, uh, with my friend Eric, a really great raft of oysters, just a big selection of oysters, and a uh, just a glass of champagne. And I got to tell you, it's such a magical combination. You get a nice salty brininess with the oysters, and then you get this like sort of acidic brightness with the champagne. I, did, I just let the bar keep. I just let those guys, Joe, Justin and John, pick it. Like, just whatever you guys put out there, put it in the glass. And it's a marvelous way. It's always the way to go. It's always, always the, way, the to way to go. Let them do it. And they're not like, Absolutely. you know, going to charge you, you know, a million dollars for a glass. They they get what's happening here. You know what I mean? They want you to come back. So um, I just think that if you are really interested in champagne or bubbles or Cremant, which is champagne that's made not in the area of champagne, either way, um, Having a rack of oysters and uh, a glass of champagne or champs at uh, Meritage is the way to go. So, absolutely, that's and, my first one. And I don't think it needed to be dumbed down. No, it's there's some things just you know it's are a, not it's, a, it's not it's not that it's even like here's the thing it's it's a beverage it's a beautiful beverage it's got ancient traditions as far as the methods in which it's made it's a technological marvel for that it's a grape juice and so i think for me all of that makes it cool not that it's like a feat or elite or i mean i don't care i don't even you know what i mean like absolutely it's not about it's not about that it's better than everything else or anything like that it doesn't have that pedigree for me it has it's an agricultural product that is delicious and beautiful absolutely done yeah and you know i'm going to put in a plug for solovino okay because you go in there and you ask them you just say, listen, yeah. I, I don't really understand this product. What can you tell me? And they'll put you in the right bottle. They will absolutely understand your budget. They will understand your experience with it. And Solovino is this great little wine shop Correct. on Grand Avenue. Or I'm sorry. No, it's on Selby. Selby, Selby, Selby next in Revival. So great. Chuck Kansky, he's been on the show. Um, and they, but that's funny because one of the guys sitting next to me at the bar last night was a guy who had just gotten off shift at Solovino. Oh. So he was a retired gentleman, Elliot, who works uh, at the wine shop. And every Friday he finishes his shift at the shop and comes and sits at the bar at Meritage. And I'm <laughs> like, the life. this is very much squad goals here, man. I wow. mean, very much like... Hey, Chuck, call me. I'm looking for a job. I mean, honestly. Good to I me. mean, hanging around a wine shop, talking about wine, sipping things, and then selling it. Great. Yeah, Let's I don't do know that. enough about it. Let's do that. All right, what's okay. your what's your first one? Good segue. So, segue. I, so we just had Rosh Hashanah, yeah. which is the Jewish New Year. Yeah. And what I'm really excited about, and we talked about how much I love whiskey. I do love whiskey, but red wine. Yeah. Love good. Yes. Good deep deep red wine. Yeah. And tis the season. And tis. so I am going to put a shout out in for Israeli. Oh, good. Red wines. I love it. And again, go talk to Chuck over at Solovino. He okay. doesn't carry them, but he will work on getting them for sorry, Chuck, if I'm sending people to you. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, look, let's just be honest. There's a big box stores that carry them. Okay. And but go to your local favorite 
liquor store, ask them if they can get you. There's a list of wines, Israeli wines, and they're really good. They're really Can you give really us good. one, your favorite bottle? I like Yarden, which is, it's like the Jordan, but okay. it's spelled with a Y. Yeah. Um, and uh, Bacan is another one. But really, it just depends on what you like, just like with any other kind of wine. Yeah. But if you go and you just research a little bit about Israeli wines, it sounds so weird. We're talking about the desert, but... It's it's my go to, and of course I'm I'm biased. I'm born and raised in Israel, but when I was recently there, we had some incredible wines. Yeah, and then for my brother's recent wedding, we bought a lot of Israeli red wines, which are now left at my house. Nice. So my winters look nice. Good. Nice. I love. Do you cook with them, or do you just drink them? I or? just drink them. Okay, I just was wondering because I know, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, sure. If there's something left in the bottle, but. You drink them while you cook. Okay. All right. So I'm going to do my second one quick, and then we're going to get to your second one. Um, my second one is the Nova, or just mm-hmm. Nova, which has opened in Hudson. I don't know if you guys saw the blog that I did. I think I posted it on the Weekly Dish. I'll kind of put it in there. Um, basically, Brett Splinter, who is one of the local beer, like, longtime veterans. Like, the guy is sort of... Um, very well known. He's one of the OG, you know, brewery guys. And he has partnered up with Casanova Liquors in Hudson, Wisconsin to take over what was the Nova Wine Bar. And so he's refurbed it and like really kind of like gutted it and made it into a great Wisconsin whiskey bar. And it's just called Nova. And I'm telling you, that it's great because it's Wisconsin. Uh huh. <laughs> they don't have to have food or anything. They can just be, you know, hanging out. Um, and it's pretty, I'm, I mean, it's like, you're stoked. It's pretty great over there. And so they've got something called the Hudson Handshake. And I just want to explain that that is basically, um, it's, it's basically cold brewed coffee, but it's cold brewed, it's coffee brewed with tequila. So instead of water, it's tequila, but then there's a Maro and there's creme de coco in it. No, you would love it. And then you get that with a Miller High Life and that's a Hudson handshake. (laughs) Okay. All right. We have time for one more quickly. Road trips. Road trips. This is the time of the year to go to road trips. All the restaurants along the way. You know, I'm a sucker for Grand Marais. The Hungry Hippie over there. Yes. There's just so many great places over in Tofty. Obviously, Duluth. There's a Hungry Hippie in in Duluth as well. So just this is a time to get out. And the leaves are going to be spectacular. It's been a short season or it's right. been a little bit behind, but it's October. You guys is going to be great. For and it's it. sunny and you're cozy in your car. So you don't have to be cold. Right. But it's glorious outside. It's you best. need that that vitamin D. Thanks. Right. Get it while you can. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're actually going to continue. We're going to ask a story about a Dutch. We're going to answer a question about Dutch oven um, before we get into where you want to eat around the gopher game. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned for the little bit more of a weekly dish on my talk 1071. All right, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Alex Laudner today. Uh, we are talking about, um, we had a question that we wanted to hold that held over um, from Kay. She's like, she wants to bake bread in a Dutch oven. And she doesn't know if she should be spending $400 for one. And I would say, if you don't have a Dutch oven, I would say, wow, because let me tell you, it is one of the best, most versatile things you can have in your kitchen. Absolutely. Because it can be done on the stovetop. It can go into your oven. So, and I've had cheap versions and I have my Le Croset. And what do you think? Oh, the Le Croset all the way. Really? I've thrown out the cheap stuff. Oh, wow. It, it just, just does not do the same things. Okay. I have I have a I have a range of uh, Dutch ovens that I have some that are enameled 
you know, that mm-hmm, are kind right. of have that white interior that's enameled so that it's easier to clean. And then I have some that are uh, non or just plain old cast iron that have been seasoned. So it's a nonstick because of the seasoning. And then I have, um, yeah, that's what I have. And then I have, but you guys, I have the one that I love the most that I've been using my is, is the one that my mom had for her that she got for her wedding present exactly and it's not like crusade but it is it's not but it's um it's but it's like it's definitely definitely i'm gonna pass that one on and it's scratched the enamel scratched and everything like crusade like some american i don't know i I think think i did did i and if anyone does that's okay (laughs) thank you but I would tell you this too, that, that if you're in the beginning stages of understanding what your Dutch oven could do, I would say, I'm going to give you a hot tip here. Mm. I have bought some for my kids because I thought like, you know, you just need something to do this if in, if you need to like make chili or if you want to like make a pot roast or something like that. So I did go to the at home store, which is one of those huge box brand stores and it is there's one right down here in university there's one in burnsville there's one up in blaine it's called at home and it is basically like uh the costco of furniture and homewares and you go in and in their kitchen area they have these dutch ovens and they're like 40 dollars. oh wow and they're not i haven't destroyed them yet Okay. So I bought a huge one because I was in rush and I literally left the radio station one day and went there praying that they had something that I could cook this meal in. And I got this very giant one for like, I think that was like 50 bucks. Wow. But it was, that's great. I know. And I haven't destroyed them yet. They've been pretty good. good. I've been cooking in them, but I, so, you know, it's just an off brand because they're not, you know, it's like straight from China, I think, or something, but for sure. Um, but I would say that if you're not, if you have never used a Dutch oven, I would say get a cheaper one to like kind of figure out if it fits into your cooking patterns. Like right. if you just want to make bread and that's all you're going to use it for, I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's maybe all that's you saying. need to. Yeah. But, but if you're thinking like that's going to fit into your cooking life in a different way, I would say consider splurging. Because I started with my mom's, which was great, and it was perfect, and then I kind of kept upgrading. What I just find is that when I sort of trying to ease into anything, right, a blender, a Dutch <clears throat> oven, a, a mixer, yeah, it it doesn't work in the same way, true. and then it sort of burns you it burns on you it. Out. Like, this oh, is true. Well, Dutch ovens are not my thing. True, but if you had the right equipment, right, You're maybe right. it would be your thing. So You're right, it's but I've never spent four hundred on one. That's a lot. I, that is the stobs and oh, like some yeah, of the, no. you know, but mm-hmm. I mean, if you can find one on sale and a lot of, you know, I just bought a stob, uh, sort of a handled skillet pot, you okay. know, like a, a covered skillet, I guess is what it's going to be end up right, being. Right. And that was marked down. Like it was on sale. I probably wouldn't have bought it if it wasn't. And it right. was, it was about two fifty on like regular on, price. Oh, okay. And I bought it yeah. for a hundred bucks. There you go. So keep your eye out for those kind of things. Yeah. So food 52 is a great spot for that. Okay. Okay, one more question from Cindy about how to cook fish tacos, specifically mahi-mahi. I think you just do, if you're going to do fish tacos, it's like a quick little pan sear maybe you want to do, or um, and then you want it to flake apart. And then, you know, it's easy. It's great because you can cook it, and then you can, like, you know, let it sit because it doesn't have to be hot to go into the taco because you're basically putting, like, some lettuce on top of that. You're going to put some avocado, a little salsa, in my mind, it's great with like a little pickled onions and some, you right. know. It's not going to be hot for long anyway. No. And it's tacos are sort of not meant to be like hot anyway. And plus, you want to spice it up anyway with like a little bit of hot sauce. So. You do. I mean, right? 
Um, okay, so that's, I think, I think it's just a quick pants here on that mahi mahi so that you get a little bit of a crust because that's kind of also a little bit pleasing in your fish taco to have a little bit of crust on the flake. That's what I think. That's how I feel about it. Okay, so we wanted to talk about a little bit about uh, the gopher game that's happening right now. Not the gopher game. We're not talking about that. But where would you go eat in Dinky Town if you were at the gopher game or thinking about going to the gopher game? How about you? Uh, boy, you know, I do love all the um, Asian, <clears throat> excuse me, variations that are over there. Yeah. Uh, get a nice big bowl of something hot, especially if you're going to go sit outside. Yeah. And um, well, I think also but, like, I think the last time I was at that stadium on, not the last time, but I remember being at that stadium for a concert. Oh. And I feel like it was you 2 and it was raining. That was that oh, long ago. Appropriate. Remember that one? I and don't. It was, um, but I, but there's, <laughs> there, like they that. do have events there. So it's like, maybe even if it's sure. like not like, cause I was thinking like, I'm sure like today's a great day. I don't know if I would tuck into a big old bowl of hot soup today. No, but even Korea restaurant over yes. there, anything with a little bit of a kick to it. Yep. Some carbs. Oh, for sure. Um, have you eaten at, I mean, there's also that the biggest, hottest thing is like the crunchies, Korean hot dog. Yeah. Everybody's loving that. Yeah, there's one by my house in Dragon Star. Yes. So we've gone there. My, I've, I've fed other people that I have not had. You have it, not had but, it? No, but no, I, I get the donut. Well, the mochi donut. Um, there's actually a sign in the Calhoun, or, you know, I think it's still called Calhoun Village, you know, where Rustica is yeah, yeah. and Crispin Green. Yeah, yeah. There's a sign on the, on the marquees there that there's a mochi donut coming. Oh, there a mochi nut, and then it has a, a corn dog picture next to it. So they'll have both, they'll which have makes both, sense, right? And they're also getting a sushi train over there. This is in by Lake, you know, by yeah, Lake, by the lake, Bade Makaska. Um, another one that I I have to give a shout out to in Dicky Town, uh, this area is K-Bop yeah, Korean I was cuisine. Just, just you, gonna say that, yeah. Okay, so I have when I was at uh, Sushi Man Billy's Sushi Man yeah, like lunch, right? I had a, a lovely woman who was hanging out with me, and she was like, "I said, where do you go to eat?" You know, she's like, "Oh, I'm Korean, but like," and I, she's like, "I don't." I always like want to find better places than I can cook. She's like, "I can't actually cook really well, but I like to go." And I said, "Where do you go?" And she said. Kebab was her favorite. Hmm. And she said, it's great because you pop in, you get what you want. You know, it's not like fancy or anything, but it's right. so, she said the flavors are so good and so fulfilling. And it's in the, it's in the ground floor of the Chateau. If you remember, if you ever knew that apartment building from days of yore. Right. Well, you know. and that's what we were, that's what we were talking about is Dinky Town has changed. Yeah. And that whole, everything's getting a little bit cleaner. We were reminiscing about during break about some dive bar that used to be underground we can't think of yeah if you guys remember that one what it was called but yeah these these newer sort of it's a, it's, it's fun it, it, college towns need to overturn and need Absolutely. to keep going so we're Absolutely. excited for where it is right and now. the more korean recommendations the better bring better. it all right you guys are gonna take a quick break <laughs> rest in peace coolio it's, yeah i know we have to give a we have to pour one out for coolio man i mean honestly that is a shocker mm-hmm. that was a shocker 59 i know no I know. Yeah. Did we say how he passed? Was it? Well, they, the, his publicist said possibly a heart attack, but they haven't said. Okay, they haven't said. All my right. my sources at TMZ have not have not have revealed. Not reached out. No. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a that is definitely a shout out to Dangerous Minds. That's uh-huh. where it was. He was in that. That was from that show. Right. That movie. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Well, it is the the season of the spookiness. The spooky season. Boo. Boo. 
And um, there's just a lot of, I don't know, how do you feel about that? Like, do you, do, you, do you tune up for Halloween? Are you, like, into, like, do you put skeletons on your lawn? <laughs> no. I'm not a decorator. Are you not a decorator? I'm not a decorator at all. Um, and our our house is sort of not in a cul-de-sac, but it's sort of out of the way. Nobody would notice it anyway. So, yeah, uh, I don't do it for myself. And, you know, my daughter's 15. I don't know what she's going to do this year. Is what happens at fifteen? Get a job. Get your own candy, people. Right. Well, I did she know. trick or treat last year? I can't remember. I know. I know. It's hard to remember. Right. Um. I don't know. I feel like if she's in high school, right? She is. So they usually start doing the parties now. You know what no, I mean? Like they do la, gatherings. La, 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 I can't hear you. I mean, like a very. We had like very, you know, PG or G rated sure. parties. Still, you know. I mean, like just because it's a party. Yeah. No, I get it. Um. <laughs> I don't know. My heart just I know. is now racing. I know. I'm sorry. She's such a sweet little thing, too. But so I think that there's, I don't know. I Like, I do you watch, do you do anything to recognize kind of like? I'm, no, I'm no. so, I feel like I should apologize. No. It's such no. a, it's such a. Do you buy, um, do you buy Halloween candy? We don't. We literally don't get a single kid on our street. I'm telling you, our street is really, either way, people don't even know we are there our neighbors when we moved in 10 years ago said don't bother we are we took us several years to learn not to buy candy because we're stuck with the candy so we've gone to other neighbors in the past when the kids were little yeah we'd gone to other neighbors my neighbor and i would sit there with a glass of wine and the husbands would take the kids off you know that kind of 1950s sort of thing very good uh but now we don't now she's off with her friends and um i think we just turn off all the light not because i don't want to i think it's great i would love to give out candy i love seeing the little ones yeah but no huh. nothing nothing we um you know and i moved from a place where i never i was the same thing like right, i never you i was out in the country there. and oh, you were my, like you were terrible it was yeah. your house would be in like the perfect spooky house because it was i've been terrified to walk up your driveway and nobody no but nobody was i mean like we nobody get nobody no right. kids no right. kids and so last year was the first year that I, you know, moved into SLP. Yeah. And it was the first year I had kids. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, fun. I forgot what this is like. Did Jake go? No, he was gone. In the old days? Uh, he, no, not last oh, year. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know what he did last year. No, but when he was little. Oh, God, yeah. We used yeah. to do, I put on the gorilla suit, you know, because oh, it was my, always cold. So that was always my easy, because it was warm. Right. So I would wear the gorilla suit and I would walk around with a beer. Right. And then we just walked around our neighborhoods. And right. like, you know, but again, we would drive, you know, to certain other neighborhoods sometimes. You know, when he was really little, we would go to our friends who lived in Minnetonka because their neighborhood was so good. Mm. Oh, my God. Did it they was give out the regular size candy bars? Our, but it was out, it was like, it was tightly packed neighborhood. Oh, right. So like you could hit like, two blocks and you could hit like 30 houses, right. you know? And it was right. just like the kids would come back and be like, okay, we just had to drop this load off and we're going back out. Oh and we're my. like, Oh my God. Okay. Right. And my kid was never a candy person. And so she, she just isn't an eater. Uh-huh. And so she, we would have candy basically like at Christmas. I would throw away the Halloween candy. Yeah. And then 4th of July, sure. I would throw away the Christmas candy. Yeah. It just, we did. You know what? It's funny. Us. My sister and I were very uh, competitive, and so we were not sharing at all. And it was very like, <laughs> it was very much like, no, this is mine. This is yours. Don't touch oh, it. Oh, wow. Like And, and like, ha- like, don't even think about touching my stuff. Right. Whereas my kids are very much like, like, all when we had, you know, like when we had all the kids at the house and, you know, that was four children going out doing things. Right. They would all come home and they would pick their favorites. Are they trading? And they're they tra- would they would trade, but they yeah. but instead of like trading, they would just like kind of pick their favorites that they wanted to have for themselves. And then 
Everything went into a bowl. I did not teach that. That was them saying like, you know what? Let's just put this. And we put it in a giant bowl and then it just sat out. So it was just free for anybody. Right. It wasn't about like mine and yours. It was all of ours. Millie, even at at age three, knew to give me anything with peanut butter in it. (laughs) (laughs) We did teach her well right from the beginning. But um, I I came here at 13. So I sort of really never. Yeah. So I didn't have it as a kid. No. no. I mean, we have pulling there, which is. Okay. But we don't get candy. We get to dress up. Oh, you do. You did. Pulling is dressing up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fun. Yeah. Though. But no, no walking up to strangers' houses begging. It for is food. a little strange, you guys, mm-hmm. when you really think about it. But instead, we do like it for the fact of dressing up as adults and cocktail parties. Yes, for sure. So, talk about what's happening at Brother Justice that you know so about. Brother Justice, which is we've discussed, is my favorite room in the. Favorite in, in, cocktail room in the Twin Cities. It's it's beautiful. my favorite room in the Twin Cities. Is it Let's really? be honest. Like I decor wise, there. Yes, yeah, that's just, like how you want to decorate your house. Somehow both. It's somehow both cozy and slick at the same time. I don't know how they did that. Love it. But they have. This is really fun. They have. They've uh, partnered up with Cabaret. I hope I'm saying that yeah. right. Which Cabaret is a performance company sure. organization. They have dancers. They have. Um, Circus performers. They have live music. It says fire here on their website. I'm not going to promise fire, but on the indoor. Maybe they'll be doing fire outside. They could be doing like fire dancers outside. Sure, I don't know, but we don't know. Uh, call us if that's the case. Perform- <laughs> they have performance painting. Yeah. Don't know what that is. I right. want to know more. And so they've teamed up. So you remember last year they had their All Hallows Eve at Brother Justice, which is basically was a really fun costume contest yeah and so they've so now cabaret and brother justice are partnering up for this all hallows eve with featuring cabaret so and you get um you get cocktail special there's cocktail specials yeah i don't think they're included in the price i don't want to quote on that but they'll have costume contests they'll have giveaways they'll have uh huge prizes prizes they say and then um, what I'm envisioning is just circus performers and ac- lots of activities, lots of buzz all around. Yeah. It sounds amazing as well. And that is on the twenty October 28th and 29th. Yeah. So um, $32. That's for pretty great. Admission. It's really great for a fun evening. You're, that's, I mean, if we're envisioning like a circus performance type I mean, of that seems like the Halloween that you want to be spending, right? I mean... Like, I think that's kind of like fantastical. Like, I want fantastical. I want like Absolutely. magic and phantasm and right. spookiness and like, right. I want all of that. But, you know, Halloween can be so many different things. It can be gore. It can yes. be, you know, horror. It can be spiders, which is not where I lean in. Right. But the But the fantasy part of it, the sparklies, the fairies, the witches. Yes. That's. I am on board for that. I feel like people also, like, it's really funny to me. I think that people don't dress up as. Um, has scary things as much anymore. They dress up as like celebrities or thing, you know, like or you know, like figures, right? I which wanna, is fun. I want to say that the person that won last year dressed up as a deer, like as oh, a doe, do and her that? makeup yes. was amazing. Yeah, and that to me, it's like what a great day of the year to show your talent if yeah. you're a makeup artist yeah. or you've always wanted to be pretend to be something or not pretend to be something else. Some right? of the great Bridgerton. Contests. Bridgerton's a bet is going to be huge this year. You think for so? Costumes. I think so. That seems hard to pull off, though. 
you don't just even rent like, a costume. Well, that's the thing, right? Yeah. I mean, okay, but I'm always, I'm like, I know. historically, a make your own. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, like, I'm sorry, Jake. Put it together. Oh, listen, no. <laughs> his have been epic. I bet. Listen, oh that kid. I'm picturing him in a refrigerator box. Yeah, with no. like a plate in his head. No, that kid has done his own. He's he was Alfred Hitchcock when he was like seven years old. Oh my god, he was he's been the Colonel. He was Colonel. <laughs> Sanders. We spray painted his head white. We had like a an old like dishwasher jacket that we used, or you know, um, and he carried around a bucket. Like wow. we got a bucket, and that was his bag, you know, for candy. Um, he was Inigo Montoya. This is this child. He was. He walked up to people and said, "Hello, my, my name, name is Inigo Montoya." Montoya. <laughs> and then they would, and he'd wait, and then they go, "I killed your father." <laughs> I would be prepared to die. So lots of. I mean, and then he was. His best one, I think, was when he was Beetlejuice. Oh my gosh! You know, oh, and he, he like he perfect. took a coat and he just did white uh, duct tape stripes down right. it. You know, like you can do this kind of stuff. And I'm looking for investment from people. Yeah, like, that's what it just like. Come up to my. It doesn't door. have to be like a fancy thing. You just right. have to like commit. Correct. Correct. And we have people in our neighborhood. If we leave our immediate neighborhood, where it's sort of unfriendly, I would say, yeah. um, to trick-or-treaters. And you go, there's people that have bonfires in front of their houses. Uh, we had friends who would have, have beers for the parents or yes. cauldrons, and you have to reach in for to get your candy out of a cauldron with smoke. Yes, I would That's, say this year, let's come back to that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, we used to have... Do you think people are ready? Are we there? I think we might be ready. I think last year was still a little bit... Yeah. Weird because we were actually we were going into that Omicron phase last year at this time. Okay, it was the beginning of it because you remember like we kind of like everybody kind of in November and December kind of shut down. Not didn't shut down. Why do I not? I don't remember last year. Okay, I asked you last time we were at Brother Justice if All Hallows Eve was what did I say five years? ago? You're like, well, how long ago was that? I'm like, last year. Like, remember that part? Time does not count anymore. I know. No more time. Um, one other thing I want to make sure that there is something that's happening at the Lexington that you want to sign up for early. And this is where I like, really do. Spooky season for me is like, I really love the whole like ghosty part of it, right? Correct. The scary, the but scary, not gory. but not like, I don't need mass murderers. I like right. the ghosty sort of spiritual side of things. And so the paranormal cocktail party that happens at the Lexington, I think this is the third year they've done this. It sells out. I think it's October 22nd. I'll put oh, a, shoot. I'll put a link up. Town. I know. Um, and, but I think that they, they may have a couple dates. I'm not sure. So okay. we should check. Okay. But they have the Paranormal Society talking about, oh, is the Lexington stop. building haunted? And so they talk about For that. For sure it is. I know. And then they talk about other places they've been and they do all this sort of fun stuff that has to do with haunted buildings because in, in fact for me i 100 percent believe that many buildings are haunted have you done a tour in st paul no i know there's a guy who's doing yeah. them right now and that's a pretty cool gig right but i'm just the telling you and, yeah that there are more hauntings than you think you know when i did that ghosty cleansing with tim niver at moochie's when it was you know in uptown and we went into the basement you don't remember that no Talking about haunted spaces and there are some places cursed. Ooh. There are spirits that are in buildings in my mind. Oh, I with you, you one hundred absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, this my mother in law lives used to live in Gettysburg and ran ghost tours. Oh, you're kidding? No, it's <sighs> oh yeah. I when that's I'm me. there, I'm absolutely and that's the stuff I love. The stuff that gives you tingles and yeah. raises the hair up on your arms, not the. You know, especially spiders. Uh, please don't put spiders please don't, out. You're an anti spider. What is that? Um, I'm also just going to report you guys that on the 14th, the day before cookbook swap, I am going to the haunted dinner at Renfest. And that is also a ghost storytelling place and talking about the haunting 
of that. So I'll report back on that. I'm very excited. Is that when they always stay in character no matter what you do? I don't know. I have no idea what to expect. Mm. I'm very excited. But I this is the kind of stuff I'm jazzed for. So, all right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some local things happening around town and some locals we love. We'll be right back. This is uh, the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1, brought to you by ba- Maker's Mark. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us today on Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Steph March. I've been here with Alex Laudner, who's been wonderful. Thank you. It's been Good fun. Good morning. I know. I was going to try and say it in German, and it just went away. Good morning. Yeah. Um, But it's been fun to have you on. So thank thank you you for being here and filling in. I love doing this. I love being on with you. Um, Hanson will be back next week, and I will not. Oh. I will be in Denver for our Stephanie Myers, uh, our friend of the show, Stephanie Meyer, her son's wedding. So... We're all going to Denver. We're going to whoop it up. But I will come back the next week with many tales of where to eat and drink in Denver. Okay. So that's going to be fun because we have some, we've got some plans. Cool. We've got some plans. Tavernetta is on the list. Death and Co. You know, those kind of things. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Have you been to Denver? I have. I have. Lately? uh, No. Gosh, no. Okay. A hundred years ago. (laughs) Or it could have been last year. I don't know. Right. Right. You don't know. No. Usually, um, I used to go to Vail. Yeah. And so we would go through Denver to get to Vail. Yeah. And before you ask, no, I do not ski. You don't ski. No, but you don't have to ski to go to Vail. No, no. And summer is the best there. You go hiking. Yeah. It's great. Um, but I don't remember the food scene really. Okay. Well, it's definitely popped a lot. I'm sure. Since I opened a restaurant there, I opened Ocean Air there in like, God, I don't even know. Must have been 90. No, it must have been, I don't know, 2000 something. Sure. Do you know? I don't think it's open anymore. I think that one closed. But it was wonderful. I mean, I love that town. Love Big Jim's biker meats. Like there was a guy who had like a hot dog cart, but it was like elk sausage and wild boar sausage. And it was biker Jim's. So great. Nice. I know. Nice. Um, Okay. So, but anyway, in town. Yes. In town, town, we've got some news that we want to talk about. First of all, uh, Butcher and the Boar has announced their chef de cuisine, which yes. is Ian Gray. So excited. Do you love Ian Gray? I love Ian Gray. A lot of I people, love... he's, he's like a, he's like kind of got a really nice little loyal following. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say I know him very well. He was always very nice to me, but I loved Curious Goat. Yeah, that was that of his food, food truck. truck over that had a residency at uh, Sociable. Sociable. That was the first. No, it, it was really, yeah, I think it was. I think, I think it was the maybe. first one that stayed and became a quote unquote residency yeah. type of situation. And I loved their food. Loved, loved their food. He's so nice and creative, but nothing mm-hmm. like I never went to Grey House. So I went to Grey House um and I liked it. I remember re- really liking it. I remember understanding that the space was never gonna work out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just wasn't gonna be great. Right. It was in where Trio is now. Correct. You know? Yeah. And yeah. Whatever. But he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. Young, exciting. Super talented. Yeah. And he's, uh, he had a third kid this summer. So he was like, (laughs) time to get back in the game, you know, get some money for the family. Um, so he's going to be taking over, uh, the butcher and board that's being launched in North Loop from Jester Concepts. Correct. So, and they've said, they're like, well, you know, it's going to be old and new. There's going to be the long rib. You're going to find the Brussels sprouts and some of those pork classic chop. things. Mm-hmm. Pork chop. But they also, again, know that they want to, like, you know, address the, the eaters of today. You can't just, like, recreate something from the past and assume that it's going to be everything to everybody. Right. And they were saying that they, they want more of a just uh, gesture type of vibe to it. They want it to be seasonal. Yeah. They want it to be a little bit more exciting. I would not say cutting edge, but right. um, it's not going to be burrow. At least, I don't think. No. 
you know, we're not going to pour no. something on the a right. cube of something and it becomes soup. Right, no. But no, it's definitely not going to It's going to be a little bit more smoky and yeah. a little bit more. And the build out, I mean, they're putting that beer garden in front of the space that like looks out over this new green space. Oh, in yes. This parking lot. Right, right. Kind of tucked away. Kind of okay. nice to be tucked away yeah. in North Loop and give us some dimension to North Loop right. instead of it just being the strip of Washington yeah. Ave. My main concern with all North Loop places is parking. parking. I know. Oh my gosh! Driving around in circles. I did that the other day too. Oh, I had to go drop something off at my my two boys are living in the archive building right next to Katanomisa. Oh my god! Yeah, forget it. Yeah, they're they're ripping up streets everywhere, and I'm like, well, I met someone for coffee over there, and ended up parking. I'm like, I'll just park back at my house. Forget it. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Uber people. Uber, Mm -hmm. Uber. Although when you're trying to drop something off on the way, though. Oh no, for sure for that. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so here's some other news that happened. Um, food and wine, we, we, we sort of alluded this earlier, but food and wine, uh, and I believe, uh, it's, it's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the name as best as I can, but Kushbu Shah, one of the editors nominated, oh, right. was doing a roundup of the best bites of this, you know, their best bites of the city, of the year, right? Mm-hmm. As a, as a, as a restaurant writer for food and wine. Um, and they said, uh, they shouted out all these people, great stuff. And then at the very end came this little note that said, Sleepers Food Cities of the Year. Ooh. And then called out Petit Leon, Muriel, Kaluna, Suki, and Mimi as having these amazing bites. And gave us props and saying, you know, of all the cities, these these two twin cities right. gave me more than collectively than anybody. Okay. And of course, we feel like, of course. I don't think Ann Kim is a sleeper chef. <laughs> The weirdest thing Come is like on. the same year that we have Ann Kim on Netflix right. and that we have Zoe has a show on Magnolia Network. Correct. We yes. have, you know, we have, you know, the James Beard Award for the top James Beard Award for Outstanding New Restaurant yep. went to Owamni. Yep. So like, at what point, what do we have to do, you guys, to not be a sleeper hit right. for you? Right. Is it ever going to happen or is it just because we're not New York or L.A.? I don't. I, I mean, if you have Andrew Zimmern, Gavin Kaysen, all in the same. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, come on. I, I'm going to tell you a little secret that there's some. There's on. a national, you know, uh, food people. There's a national food show that's been poking around. Yeah. And uh, they literally said, oh, wait, Andrew Zimmern is from Minnesota. Well, no, but and I well is like it's right. based here, correct? And I was like, really? I mean, that story's been so told, and he right. talks about it a lot, right? He's a great advocate. He's for a great ambassador, right? And so I don't know, I don't know. And so I'm, and so again, it comes down to that thing where I'm very appreciative that other people see how great our restaurants are because our restaurants deserve it. They, they do. really do. But I just don't know what else we need to do to get Is these because people no one to understand to here between November and April. Well, that's the other thing. Like, and Justin Sutherland talked about it. What has he's been doing his book tour and he's been doing hitting all these national places. He's on Rachel Ray. He's on everything else. He said one of the hardest things to convince them is that it's not freezing cold here all the time, that we don't have our summers under snow. Correct. And also that we eat things that are not just Scandinavian food. So. Right. Well, it back full circle does not help when our barbecue community is this being is attacked. This is true. You're right. We are a complex place. I get it. Like nothing is cut and dried. Right. We are onions. There are many layers. But I would say this too. And, and just to be important, 
about that recognition from food and wine as being significant. And I'm happy for it. And I am appreciative of it because of the fact that a lot of people have spent a lot of words running Minneapolis and St. Paul down the twin cities as this last couple of years, right. saying that we're a hellscape and saying that no one is you know going to go downtown and that their cities are dying and dead. Right. It's nice to see that understanding and that recognition and the, and the appreciation to take the moment to recognize the good that's happening here too. So let me be very clear on that, that that's what I love. Absolutely. And I'm happy that they don't just, you know, blow us up for bad things, you know? Absolutely. And I can tell you that this summer I went to another, uh, let's say Midwest town that is known for their food yeah. that shall not be named. <laughs> and every single meal was terrible. Really? Every single meal. We were just constantly. Oh, I in remember shock. you told me that. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes, I don't know, do the big cities let it slack because they're going I think it's hard. Energy? I think it's hard. I think hard also you around. earn a reputation and then there's your reputation, right? I mean, right. like, um, I was in Chicago for Pizza Fest. You named it. I know I did, just because I know you were talking about. <laughs> um, but I was in Chicago for Pizza Fest and I ate at a lot of great places, but I did not eat at like marquee places. Like yeah. I went off the grid and I went off to, you know, like we went, we, ate we tried, this, we tried know, all of it, but it's so huge. Yeah. It's so hard yeah. to find, but again, sure. but it's, no one's ever going to rip on Chicago for being a bad food town. It's always going to be sausage and pizza and greatness. Exactly. So there you go. When are. are we no longer going to be a surprise? I don't know. Someday doing what we can. Okay. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks this for listening, blast, everybody. As always. I know it was real fun. I'm off to a baby shower. Follow Alex. What's your Instagram? Alex Lodner. Yeah, it's easy. L-O-D-N-E-R. Follow her and send her any questions. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Ciao, ciao.